A stu stu Studio D production. I hear you through the microphone, through the headphones. That is so gross. <laughs> I do not like mouth sounds. <laughs> now Jess is all self-conscious. No, she's not. Have you ever met <laughs> Jessica? She doesn't care. That's true. She, When I said something, she leaned forward and was going... <laughs> that's, what, that's what I said was gross. Okay, that makes more sense. Sit down, I want to tell you a story. A really weird and messed up story With murdering ghosts and gobbly ghouls It's all really fucked up, so don't you be fooled It's effed up family story time Hello everyone, welcome to effed up family story time I'm Salem And I'm Salem And with us today we have Jess Hello. Kelly. Hello. And a guest, Derek. Hello. He's back. I'm back. Yeah. Yay. After killing the podcast the first time. <laughs> no. Derek killed the podcast. Derek killed the I podcast. I like how you were expecting me to be Hannah, but I wasn't ready. I know. And like if I'd been... I don't know what I was expecting. I'm just oh. so used to doing yeah. it one no, way. Well, silly. if it's I fun. hadn't been drinking, I would have jumped right in. Because when you did it, I was ready to jump in. But I'm like, I just took a drink. You can't jump in. You're not one of the co-hosts. Ooh. It can only be Salem and Hannah. You and I aren't allowed. <laughs> Why are you wiggling? Whoever, whoever sits in <laughs> Hannah's chair is the co-host, I guess. I oh, know. I didn't know that. I you should have thought either. over it, oh. Kelly. No. All right. Well. I just like how you're like, because only Hannah can be that. <laughs> I was wiggling over here. <laughs> Just, you know, got I like how we just in. do it. Like the listeners you are going to know us, what we're right? doing. We're doing we're doing the worm. Every now and then I think of piping. Every now and then I think of piping up with like for the listener at home, but not all very often. Every <laughs> now and then you do. I'm like, I hear it sometimes on yeah. the podcast. But then, <laughs> that's why I said every now and then, not often. If you ever do it though, then. then you run into that problem of us narrating over us talking and we all sound the same anyway and it becomes very confusing. <laughs> I, I mean, we could always institute that we have to state our name before we speak. I mean, like... This is Kelly. Oh, wait, I didn't um, have anything to say before I did it. So I just said my name I, randomly. Um, I would just go, Salem. So oh, that's what I was thinking. I, was I thinking. think that sounds weirder. I think we should do it Talk like, it out like a script. Salem. <laughs> Salem, colon. This is what I think. Blah, blah. I think I think like in in conference calls back in the day before Zoom, didn't you always used to say, this is Kelly speaking, and then say your thing, right? No. I never did conference calls. I don't know. We but I really that, that would be that would make sense though, to do that. That would make sense. Um, this is Kelly. We really got to work on those numbers, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the whole write it out like a script though. Say colon, and then you can have open paren in a conspiratorial whisper. Close paren. <laughs> so guys, what do you think about? <laughs> and then every now and then you have to have like creepy guy in the corner that only Kelly can see smiles. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need an additional person to read our stage directions. Right? That would us. be great. Yeah, just have somebody, creepy guy in the corner that <laughs> smiles every now and then can read them. We can call him Simon. And Jessica that's... gets up in disgust. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica gives the meanest look to Kelly. I think there's murder in her eyes. There's murder afoot. And Kelly doesn't notice because that's just how Jessica Because <laughs> that's just her face. <laughs> or because Kelly's oblivious. Um, Maybe a little both. 
Yeah, probably a little bit of both. <laughs> That's pretty funny. All right. Well, we're here recording our 56th episode, and uh, it's a nice cloudy day. It's kind of a relief to what we've had lately. We've had some really, really hot weather, so we're enjoying it. Our air conditioner is fixed. Yay. Which uh, you probably could tell the last episode our air conditioner was fixed because we weren't half dead or asleep. <laughs> there weren't a lot of awkward moments of silence where we should have inserted cricket noises. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys okay? <laughs> that was just still so funny to me sitting there. And, you know, we banter like we do here, but it would be like 30 seconds of it and then nothing. Everybody was just like... Everyone's too tired. <laughs> but Salem probably cut most of that out. I probably maybe, cut most of that out. Maybe you don't even well, notice. But I think That's we talked the, slower, too. I think we well, were just yeah. a little more like and, and the silence was in the second part, was in the H.H. Holmes yeah, part. Yeah, that one was so worse because we were so hot. About. It was like 90-something degrees <laughs> in the house. I'm glad I wasn't here for that one. You'd be That's glad. Yeah. It was a tough one. That's I was sick. just like this. Uh-huh. Watch it. And then every now and then I go, oh yeah, that's that's cool, Jess. So, right? damn, that's well, crazy. And I had to tell a story with my dumb speech to text that I was too stupid to read through. I was just like, yeah, I got everything I said, and so it had so many typos. And I'm like, I don't even remember what this word was supposed to be. My favorite's still the cartoid. <laughs> I will live and yeah. die by that. Which she's trying to say carotid artery, and she's all. She's all the cartoid. Wait a minute. <laughs> so they, so they severed the cartoid, and she just kept she saying, just kept saying it. And then Hannah like stands up in like strong, firm defense of it. You know what? George, what George said as soon as I told him that story, he his first response was, "Cartoid." No, I was just gonna say that. No, because I was gonna say I made up a new jingle, "Cartoid," the fastest way to die. Nice. <laughs> That's great, Kelly. That's beautiful. <laughs> fastest way to die. Well, are are we ready? To I get guess into we can get story? into the story. Are we ready to get in the story? Yes. Okay. Well, this week I am telling the story. Wait, hold on. Salem colon. <laughs> this week I am telling the story. And I am telling the story of Ursula and Sabina Erickson. Do you guys know who that is? I'm assuming it's not the sea witch from Little Mermaid. Oh, by the way, Jess. I'm assuming it's not the <laughs> sea witch Colin. from Little Mermaid. Oh, do I have to say it again? Jess Colin. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> it is not the sea witch. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not. But she's not very nice. She's a different kind of witch. I have a theory now. You just gave me a theory. Oh, nice. I'll come up later. All right. I'm going to get into my story. So Ursula and Sabina were identical twin sisters. They were born November 3rd, 1967 in Sweden. They grew up in Sundvarmland. Sundvarmland. Oh, Sundvarmland. Varmland. Oh, there, huh? <laughs> and they had an older sister and a brother named uh, Mona and Bjorn. Older sister Mona, older brother Bjorn. So growing up, everything seemed fairly normal. There was no evidence of any kind of trauma, childhood abuse, any kind of mental illness, anything. Just normal lives, right? Um, in 2000, Ursula was tired of living in Sweden, so she moved to America and uh, Sabina, around the same time, she was tired of Sweden, so she moved to Ireland. And in Ireland, she married, and she had two children. So it was on May 16th, 
2008. So many years later, I don't know how old that makes them. I should have done... 51. 51. So many... No, 41. 41. Still, <laughs> many years of life has passed with no nothing, no evidence of anything unusual or out of the ordinary with this family, right? Ursula decides to visit Sabina in Ireland, and they're having a nice little family gathering. And I'm sorry, I'm thirsty. I need a drink. Salem puts down the white claw and returns to the mic. <laughs> Wait, Derek, you have to say your name first so we know that it's you talking. Because he's... Oh, wait, except no, you're reading wait. the stage directions, so, <laughs> so you don't have to. So you say narrator, colon. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he does have the deepest voice. I think he I don't know how anyone, I don't well. know how anyone will tell us apart. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Ursula visited Sabina in Ireland and they had they were having a family gathering and they were there for less than 24 hours from what I could read when Ursula and Sabina Sabina snuck off is how it's often described. Now somebody had theorized in one of the articles I read that there was no missing persons report so the family I think that, like, the mom was there and stuff, too. So, like, there was family there. Nobody reported him missing. So you've got to question whether they actually knew that they were leaving or not. But the, a lot of articles say they snuck off, right, to London. They left by ferry, and they arrived in Liverpool at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday the 17th. So um, of when they... Of 2008? Of 2008, okay. yeah. It was the 16th that they got together, that Ursula arrived in Ireland, Ouch. and then it was the 17th is when they arrived in Liverpool. So that shows you how short of a time that they were together. So when they got to Liverpool, they went directly to St. Anne Street Police Station uh, to report apparent concerns of, their, of Sabina's children's safety. Sabina ran away to London without her kids to report to the London police that her kids were in danger. Yeah, Ursula and Sabina snuck away in the middle of the night to report that, yeah. So she ran into, she went into the police station. She reported that she thought her children were in danger and um, the police didn't take her seriously or I'm not sure exactly what happened, but she left, right? And so then they, after they left the police station, they then boarded a bus headed to London, which was their apparent destination from the beginning, I guess. So they boarded this bus around 11.30 a.m., and when they got on the bus, they refused to check their bags. And so there was already some tension between, like, the bus driver and um, the other, like, staff on the bus because they wouldn't check their bags and they were like clutching their bags, wouldn't let anybody look inside their bags and acting very oddly and kind of paranoid. And so the bus driver was concerned because like, what do you have in your bag? Do you have a bomb? Do you have a gun? Do you have, you know, something that can hurt people? So they were acting so erratically and making him nervous that he stopped at a a service station and kicked them off the bus, basically. And this wasn't even a bus stop, but he... They said, well, depends on what you read. They said they weren't feeling well and they got off the bus at the service station, but then he refused to allow them back on is what some of the articles say. So um, he left them there at the service station and he did let the manager or the worker at the service station know 
that these ladies were acting oddly, so keep an eye on them, right? And so the manager had been alerted that these women were there and they were behaving strangely. She called the police. The police came out, talked to the ladies, decided that there was nothing, like they weren't a threat, there was nothing wrong, and left them, said, leave, leave the station, right? They didn't ask if they had a car, didn't know that they were on foot, didn't ask where they were going. I mean, these women were just dumped at a service station, acting oddly, and told leave. So that's kind of interesting to me. Mm -hmm. So from there, they made their way to the M6, which is a highway in England. And they were walking along the highway. At some point, they actually made it to like the median of this highway. And they were trying to cross to go to the other side. And Sabina like runs in. There's footage of it all over YouTube. So if you're interested, you can find it. But she like kind of runs into the side of a car almost. Doesn't really get hit by the car, but kind of runs into the side of the car, right? But then they pick themselves up. And um, at this point, police were called. The highway patrol were called and um, or their equivalent of that. And they show up. The women somehow get across the highway safely and i'm not sure if they stop traffic or if they manage to get across but they're on they're on the side of the highway and interesting coincidence on this day there was a a tv show that is similar to cops it was called motorway cops and they were following this particular police precinct around that day so the cops show up with a film crew so that's how they got such good footage i was wondering about that because they know there was like cctv footage of like initially them walking along the highway and like running out but then they had like really good footage of what comes of like the like with the cops there and everything and i was like who's filming yeah (laughs) So the police show up, they get the women to the side of the road, they're standing on the side of the highway, everything's being filmed by this TV show, right? And as police police officers in one area are being briefed on what has happened so far, and the cameras are focused on them, and over in another area on the side of the road, there's another officer, and the two twins are standing there, and he's kind of like in between them and the highway, but they're just standing there calmly at this point, right? And all of a sudden, Ursula runs out into traffic and they try to detain her and they grab onto her jacket, but she slips out of her jacket and runs right into a semi-truck that's going, I mean, this is a highway. These cars are going fast and I don't know if they were slowing down for the police activity on the set of road, but you got to imagine you're going probably 50, 60 miles an hour. She runs out, gets pulled under the truck. The truck runs over her legs and crushes her legs. And so now the police are just like, what the fuck is going on? Right. And so they're trying to assess it. And immediately after that happens, Sabina runs out into traffic and gets hit head on by a truck. She hits or by a car. I'm sorry. She hits the car so hard up on the windshield that in the video, you can see that the frame of the car is dented in. Jeez. She is knocked unconscious for 15 minutes. And then as you know, they call for an ambulance, the paramedics arrive They're They're um, attending to the bodies. Ursula is still conscious, but she's immobile because her legs are crushed and she's screaming. She's screaming and trying to fight the police, scratching at the police's faces and hands. And she's screaming. She tells the police, I recognize you. I know you're not real. 
Well, after about 15 minutes, Sabina regains un- or regains consciousness, and she's shouting, they're going to steal your organs. They're going to steal your organs! That's right, you were supposed <laughs> to I was going to reenact it for you. <laughs> and, uh, and then at this point, she gets to her feet, and she... And you can see in the video, the police are stunned. The, the police the woman, the woman is there, female officer. I don't know what the proper way to say it because she might identify otherwise. But the smaller and more feminine appearing <laughs> officer <laughs> is attending to her. And she, you can tell she's shocked when she gets up because this woman has just been unconscious for 15 minutes, was just slammed by a car. But she gets up to her feet, no visible injuries on her, starts running across the highway to cross the median into the other direction of traffic and the officer she's following her and Sabina punches her and knocks her to the ground at this point her her partner I think comes over and he starts to tackle her and it takes six people officers and then people motorists motorists that had stopped to help or were watching takes six people to finally catch her and they're like two people on each leg and one person on each arm and she's screaming at this point help help and she's screaming for the police which is kind of interesting but they all say that she had such an unnatural strength and to behave that way after being through the she should be dead yeah Mm -hmm. exactly so at this point, Ursula is um, transported to a hospital. With Sab- like crushed legs, With right? crushed okay. legs, yeah. And then Sabina is transported to a different, or no, she's taken into custody because she doesn't have any visible injuries. And so they take her into custody and um, she kind of calms down after she gets into custody. And she's saying things like... While you're looking for that, all of this was like captured on the show? Did it like make it to air or did they edit it pretty bad? No. Well, I don't think it made it to the show. I'm not sure. But the clips were were leaked out to the public. So they're all over YouTube. And it's basically Mm. everything you can find if you search. It it gets taken down a lot because it's such extreme content. (laughs) But you can watch the full thing. It starts with them basically on the side of the highway with the debriefing of the police officer and then all of a sudden it pans around and you see Ursula run out into traffic. You don't actually see her get hit because there's cars and other things Mm. in the way, but it's there. Like it's right on the other side of the cars in the frame. Yeah. And then you see Ursula or Sabina run out and get hit and then and then it does kind of cut and then you see Ursula laying there fighting the police. You see you see the whole interaction of Sabina getting up, punching the police officer, them tackling oh her, her fighting. And then there's footage of her in the police station when she's giving her testimony or her testimony, but whatever, you know, giving her statement. Her statement. And uh so yeah, it's there's a lot of footage. You just kinda have to search yes. for it. It's not mm-hmm. like the full on cut stuff isn't readily out there. But I, I found I it. I don't want to watch any of it's it. It's kind of yeah. traumatizing. Like, it's not all right in your face because there's enough stuff in between of, like, the cars hitting them that you don't... So it's not quite as bad, but it's still there. Like, mm-hmm. it's you still know what's happening. But it's so crazy. So even though after she... After Sabina got to the police department, um, she did seem to relax more. She still showed no concern for her sister. She would never ask, like, how she was doing. And um, she didn't show any concern for her own injuries. But after being in custody for about five hours, she was released. And they never did a full psyche valve on her. 
Wait, like, did they have her checked out at the hospital? Or she's just like, okay, go home, crazy lady? Yeah, just no wounds on the body they can see, so they didn't get her checked out or anything for, like, a concussion? or I mean, she see, I don't know. hit the shit Hold out on, of that let car. Me read <laughs> <laughs> They're like, ah, she walked it off. <laughs> because then I also have here on May 19th, she was released from court. Ah. So I'm not sure exactly what that means after so five think... hours she was released. <laughs> I don't know about the five hours, but I think I read one thing because I'm Salem second that said that she had been detained for some amount of time because in court they actually um, sentenced her or whatever to like a certain number of hours. But because of all the time she had already served, I wonder if then she only had to do five before she was then released because Maybe they that's said like it. the night before counted. In the thing that I read, that because she'd yeah. been detained the night before. I, I have here that she was sentenced to one day in custody, which was determined to have been served because okay. she had stayed the night in jail. So, okay, obviously that five hours later is incorrect. She was released on May 19th, and she did not have a full psychiatric evaluation. She did plead guilty to the charges of trespass on the motorway and of striking a police officer. And that's when they sentenced her to a day, and then they said time served. So They're a lot nicer in England. I think you get more than a day for assaulting a police oh, officer yeah. here in yeah, the U.S. I just don't understand how after something like that, you don't do a complete psyche uh-huh. valve before you let somebody go. And to Derek's point, like a medical evaluation, too, because a concussion, you know, this is 2008. Like we knew about concussions in 2008. Right. You want to know something ridiculous, even though Salem's talking about semis and stuff. I keep imagining like two ladies in Victorian era garb. Being crazy and left. <laughs> Throwing themselves in front of horse Getting carriages. Getting hit by a semi? I know. I'm just, my brain is stupid. That happens right? to me when I read books sometimes where I just like end up with like the weirdest like imagination, like visualizations. Like and I'm like, where did, where did I get that? So I was thinking that was where I was going to take my break. Anybody have any, anything to talk about that weird fucking incident that happened? I just want to know what drugs they were on, and maybe you'll get into that later. Well, and that is one of the rumors, two of the big rumors that started to spread because this was pretty quickly in the media, but amongst the police officers and and paramedics too, one of the rumors was like, these people are on drugs, and they also, there was the rumor of a suicide pact. Like, why are they both Mm -hmm. trying to throw themselves into traffic? So that kind of started to spread, and we'll get into more of like what it might have been. But, but they didn't do a drug test on them? Um, they, uh, I guess I can tell that now. Oh, I no, guess okay. It if, no, if it's for later, that's fine. I'm so cool. it was kind of funny because I had to do some digging to find out if they actually tested them for drugs. Because Ursula was taken immediately to the hospital. You got to assume they would test her for drugs because they were going to have to do surgery and stuff. So they'd have to know what was in her system. But they never mention drug test period. They mentioned like this rumor of drugs being involved, but then there's never that definitive statement of like the drug test was negative until I found, I finally found an article that said that. I don't know if that's true or not because they didn't do a psyche vow on these obviously mentally disturbed women. Even mm-hmm. if it was drugs or a suicide pact or suicide pact, they should have done a psyche vow yeah. mm-hmm. and she shouldn't have been released in 24 hours. Yeah. To the streets with nothing, too. Like, they're n- never mind, they have no vehicle. She had her belongings in a clear plastic bag, and she was released onto the streets, not knowing where she was in a town that she 
maybe had never been in before, but obviously didn't live there and wasn't familiar with. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. She had just run out it's into traffic. Just, they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like for them. So it doesn't, I, so I wasn't surprised to think that maybe they didn't do a drug test yeah, also. It seems like they didn't do their due diligence mm-hmm. in actually helping these women. I mean, I'm sorry if I'm a police officer and I have a woman screaming that they know I'm not real. Somebody called the police and I am the police. Clearly I'm going to push with my superiors. Like, Hey, we need to check on this. How about if you have two women that forcibly get away from you and throw themselves into a highway to actually be hit by vehicles in America, you would at least be put on a 70, 72 hour psych hold. Yeah. Because you are obviously a danger to yourself. Right. Like, they weren't just throwing themselves in front of cars because, oh, the police are here. I mean, if you see the video when Ursula is running, I mean, the cop is trying to grab her and all he can get is her jacket. And she is intentionally wiggling out of her jacket to throw herself under the wheels of a semi-truck. It's so weird. I saw some still pictures. I didn't want to watch any of the videos. But it's so weird to watch her, like, yank her way out of her jacket. I mean, they were intent. They were intent. Mm -hmm. And even, like, when with the CT... CCTV footage of them crossing the media where Sabina like runs into the side of the car. It's like, look to me like a bull ramming a car. You know what I mean? Like she had every, it almost seemed like she had every intention to run. Maybe she was trying to run in front of it and she wasn't quick enough. So she hit the side of it, but she at that point was just trying it almost seemed it, like. I don't know. It it's hard to purposeful, see. It's purposeful. Yeah. It's CCTV footage, so it's hard to tell for sure. But that's my opinion after watching it over and over and over again. Well, just to see. Much less, too, if it's hard enough that she threw herself into the car to dent the frame of it. If she had gotten in front of that vehicle, that could have done damage to the driver as well. It's... Well, she dented the frame of the car she was hit head on. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's like if she would. Oh, she could have killed somebody. Yeah. She could have absolutely. Or that could have caused. windshields all the time. And... It could have caused mm-hmm. an accident. Somebody could have rear-ended that person. It could have caused somebody to spin out, to flip. It could have yeah, caused. So for that to just be like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Bye. Have a nice day. Enjoy yeah. lunch tomorrow. That deserves a day in jail. I hope you've learned your lesson, young lady. <laughs> and Ursula doesn't get charged they with anything. She's like just that. in the hospital recovering from her injuries. She never gets charged with anything. Well, that's wild. So, all right. I'm excited for the second half of the podcast. Let's, let's take our break. We just, we just like to laugh. We just like to laugh. That's what it is. We just like to laugh. All exactly the same. (laughs) 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 No, we have differences in our laugh. I can see it in the waves. We do do what Derek just said, though. We all like, (laughs) we're laughing and then we're all. <sighs> like <laughs> in unison in my every time. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was singing Mary Poppins. So yeah, we heard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, maybe we should get back into the story. <laughs> okay, so where we left Ursula and Sabina, Ursula is in the hospital with crushed legs. And um, some mental issues, obviously. Sabina was just released from police custody after spending one day and night in jail and uh, no psyche val and just put out on the street to wander, to find her way. So she began wandering the streets 
And she wandered the streets of Stoke-on-Trent, which is a city in Staffordshire, England. So this must be near where they were taken, you know, the police station. And she was looking for her sister. She was trying to find the hospital. She knew Ursula was in a hospital somewhere, so she was trying to find the hospital. She was carrying her clear plastic bag full of her possessions. And um, as she was walking around the streets around 7 o'clock that night, she came across two local men that were out walking um, one of the men's dogs. It was um, Glenn Hollinshead and Peter Malloy. So they were friends. Glenn was the dog owner. And they were out walking the dog, and they came upon Sabina. And she was obviously, I mean, obviously, like, distressed, right? I guess she came up to the men, and she was talking to them and and petting the dog and but acting oddly kind of, but then she asked them if they knew of any nearby like hotel or bed and breakfast where she could stay. And in this conversation that she struck up with these men, she mentioned that she was looking for her sister. And so while Peter Malloy felt like this lady was weird and he kind of had a bad feeling about it, Glenn, um, Hollinshead, who was just kind of a kind-hearted man. His family would portray him as this man who was quick to help people in need. He felt bad for her, and he said, you know, why don't you come back to my place, and um, we'll see if we can help you out, right? So she takes him back with Peter to his place, and they. it says in a couple of things I read, over drinks. So they were having drinks. I don't know if Sabina was drinking, but probably not a good idea after like major head trauma mm-hmm. and some psychosis. You probably shouldn't have any substances, but whatever. Anyway, she Peter would describe that during this um, visit that she was acting oddly. She kept getting up and looking out the window. Uh, he thought maybe she was like running from an abusive husband or something abusive partner um she was acting paranoid she would do weird things like she would offer them a cigarette and then when they would go to smoke it she would snatch it out of their mouths and say it might be poisoned and i guess eventually malloy kind of got tired of any said i'm going home right and i don't think anything happened over the night but then um in the morning glenn got up and he called his brother and he kind of started trying to figure out hospitals where ursula was he was i guess his brother worked in the medical field. I'm not sure why he would call his brother, but... Well, wasn't he, like, a paramedic or something? He was, like, trained to be a paramedic, but he didn't work as a paramedic. He was actually a welder, and that was, like, his skill. But he was in the Air Force, and while in the Air Force, I think he gained knowledge enough to be... Okay. But it wasn't his own connections. He was somehow just calling around. From what I read, he called his brother. I don't know. But he was trying to help locate Ursula. And they hung out throughout the day with no incident. Um, And then around 7.30, um, Glenn was cooking dinner. And he went outside to the neighbor to ask for some tea bags. And when he came back inside, he was only inside for about a minute. This is according to the neighbor. And he stumbled back outside, and he was covered in blood, and he collapsed to the ground, and he shortly after died. Before he died, he said, she stabbed me, and the, his last words were reported to be, look after my dog. I know. It makes me so I sad. No, it's so sad. So, um, those would be my last words. You better take care of my kitties. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fuck the kids. Look out for my kitties. 
I mean, I don't have kids, so I can say well, they are your kids. I mean, Evie's already told me how devastated she's going to be when the cats die, and she always qualifies it with like, I mean, I'll be sad when you die too, Mom, but the cats, <laughs> the cats are just going to get me. So I know where I stand in this world. <laughs> so my theory here, I'm going to pause, and I think it's a good place to put my theory in as to why Sabina stabbed Glenn Holland's head. I think she was obviously suffering from some sort of psychosis and we can, we're going to theorize later and we've got some conspiracy theories that um, we can talk about that follow along those lines. But think about if you're a paranoid person, you think somebody's following you or you're just kind of out of your mind. Right. And he left, went and got tea bags, came back in the house and her crazy mind at that moment, she didn't recognize who he was and thought she was in danger and attacked him. I was Be- thinking that too, maybe. Because they spent the whole night and that whole day basically together with no incident, mm-hmm. right? Other than her just being weird um, and acting oddly. And so I don't think she meant any harm to him as an individual. And then afterwards, she is reported to have said, be, you know, said I'm sorry, I'm sorry, so it's almost like she knew, like she didn't mean to do it. Well, and it's like, in a, it's a weird turn too, because even though she was being weird with him, she was snatching cigarettes because she didn't want him to be poisoned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it wasn't like, him. she never showed any sign of like aggression or violence or hatred towards him, except for in this one moment. And so not that it's okay. Not that it's okay that she was on the fucking streets to do this. I mean, I think honestly, in some ways, that's where the true crime lies is the fact that she was even free. Because if she is in this psychosis and she can't control her own behavior, how much culpability does she have? You know, if that's what you believe, if you believe that she was psychotic, that's my thought. But um, after, so Glenn came out, the neighbor was still outside. Basically, he collapsed into the neighbor's arms and died in the neighbor's arms. While the neighbors were calling for the police, Sabina fled the house and she ran. She was running down the street. She was caught on CCTV camera running down the street with a hammer, periodically hitting herself (gasps) in the head with the hammer as she was running down the street. A passerby, a motorist, saw her and pulled over and attempted to tackle her. And she, this is what I think is really weird. She hit him, pulled a broken roof tile out of her pocket and hit him in the head with it (laughs) and stunned him. So why the fuck do you have a roof tile in your pocket, lady? Like that right there says, cuckoo. How long has she been like, hiding that? Why didn't you use your hammer? Yeah, well, I think he took the hammer oh, okay. from her. I think he tackled her and like disabled the hammer somehow. So she pulled a roof tile out and smacked him in the head, stunned him. She got away. So she continued to run away. The paramedics were chasing her. She came to a bridge. She jumped off a forty-foot bridge to land on A50, which is another highway or road. She broke both of her ankles and fractured her skull. And at that point, they were able to take her into custody. Finally. Finally. (laughs) So that is kind of the rampage of the twins. So she was taken to the hospital because she was obviously injured from jumping off of the bridge. And on June 6th, so this is a while, I think all of this happened on May 20th. Mm Because she was released on May 19th, spent the night with Glenn. So... 
on May 20th. So on June 6th, while she was still in the hospital, she was arrested. And on she spent a long time in the hospital. On September... So on September 11th, she was released from the hospital and she was immediately taken into police custody. She was charged with manslaughter with diminished responsibility. Her lawyer, her defense was basically that she was insane at the time that all of this happened, but she had since regained her sanity. She was no longer insane. Mm. And then they used this term, folia du, folio du, Something like that. I don't know. I didn't write it down, unfortunately. I meant to copy it in here. It's French, obviously, so I will pronounce it horribly and incorrectly, most likely. But it basically means like this weird kind of psychosis that people get because they're together. It's like something that happens when you're together that makes you crazy together. And it has something to... Am I saying it right? I think so. And I think it's kind of like almost like they... It feels like it's almost described as like a contagious thing that it's like you're yeah. like, you know, your paranoia is amplified because you are feeding each other's like mass hysteria. And I think kind of like that. Only yeah. on a smaller scale. Sh- shared psychosis, shared delusions. Yeah. A syndrome that transmits delusional be- beliefs from one person to someone else, often close loved ones. Or twins. <laughs> That makes it creepy. You have that twin connection. And there's something. And so they kind of argue this. And I don't know if they use it as an actual defense. But the argument is that, like, it was when Ursula and Sabina got together that all of this started. And then when Sabina was separated from Ursula, she seemed to calm down at the police station. But then she was still separated from Ursula when she killed Holland's head and jumped off of a bridge and all of that. But But could that be the continued psychosis? She was trying to find Ursula. So I wanted. I wonder if that perpetuated the psychosis. Just the constant thought of her twin or something yeah. in her head just kind of messing her up? Or... Maybe. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I don't know. But So that is one of the ar- the arguments there. Um, she pled guilty to manslaughter with diminished responsibility. Um, she never gave any reason for her actions. The only comment she would ever make was no comment. So we still don't know why. We don't know what she was thinking, what was going through her head. We'll never know. She She may not know. She may not know. Yeah. She was sentenced to five years. And because at this point, it was funny. So she was uh, taken into custody September 11th, 2008. Her trial was eventually set for September 1st, 2009. So she had already spent like a full year just in custody at that point. And then with the trial going on, she spent almost 500 days in custody. So she was eligible for parole in 2011, and she was granted parole, and she is a free woman. So, I mean, there's clearly something going on with her, and if it was something that they were able to figure out and treat so this doesn't happen again, I'm cool with that. Like, I don't mind that when our criminal justice system works that way but if she still has the potential to maybe do this again then she should be somewhere not in prison but she should be somewhere secure you know well, as far away from her sister as possible <laughs> yeah right. and maybe that's the key because since 2011 <clears throat> so ursula once she was released from the hospital she was sent back to sweden but then she came back to the United States because this was where her home was. And she is presumed to still be living in the United States to this time. But nobody really knows. There is no record of Sabina or what happened to her 
where she went after she was released. No clue. But we can probably safely say she hasn't done anything crazy since because we, we don't know about where it. she is. Yeah. We haven't heard from her. So I see. I agree with what you're saying, Jess. It's just um, what a weird, weird it is situation. A, well, and I wonder, too, like I just had this thought, you know, Ursula wasn't quite at the same level, I think, as Sabina. So I wonder if maybe Sabina has a little bit of mental illness just on her own, which is amplified when she sees her twin and her twin, because really her twin was just kind of like on the aspect of like, oh, it's not safe. It's not safe, but not. But who knows what Ursula would have done if she hadn't had her legs crushed and she could still, I mean, she was laying in the highway with her legs crushed, scratching and clawing and fighting at people, screaming at them. If she could have gotten to her feet, I don't think she would have behaved much differently. I don't know if she would have killed someone, but again, I believe Sabina killed Glenn because she was in that moment had some break from reality and did not recognize who he was and had some fear, you know? Which is also kind of how it seemed like they were in that initial incident on the highway, like a break from reality, screaming for the police when they were police were there, fighting and like punching a police. I know it was Sabina who punched a police officer in the face, but Ursula was scratching, like you said, like the total break and like would have done anything because of a fear of like hurting or fear of their themselves being like caught, trapped hurt whatever they were just they would do anything so yeah so there are a lot of conspiracies now we're going to get into some conspiracies you know everybody has to have conspiracies so there are people that think and you can help me with this kelly if i miss some but um first i want to talk about this video that i watched so the brother of glenn who wrote a book because he feels like, and I'm going to talk about some discrepancies with the police department too, and we'll, we can make our own conclusions, but he feels like there are things that are missing that they don't know from this case and that there were things that were withheld. And I watched a very long video where he doesn't really say a whole lot because he's a jibber jabber, which is fine, but it was rambly. But, um, there were a couple of things he pointed out that were interesting. He stated that there is CCTV footage of Sabina and Ursula when they go into the police department in Liverpool. And what he states about this footage is that they come in and Sabina jumps up onto the counter and was trying to get attention. And then the police officer comes over and she says that they are running from people from Ireland and that they're in fear for their life. And these people are bad, bad, bad people. And that her husband is a drug dealer and a gangster and he's big up in the whole, the whole deal and that they're in danger. Right. And then she says she's worried about her children's safety and such too, which would make more sense why she would be Mm -hmm. fleeing Ireland without her children. But concerned about their safety and for their odd behavior. But the police kind of think that, that, that they're pranksters because they're acting so kind of extreme and so oddly that they just dismiss it and send them on their way. And this is just this one video that this guy says this. So I, the validity of it, I don't know. But, um, and then he also states that there was CCTV footage at the gas station where 
the way he describes the incident going down is that the manager was not there, but the people working there were concerned. So they called the manager and the manager pulled up the CCTV footage and saw Sabina and Ursula going around to the back of the service station where most customers wouldn't go. And they looked like they were trying to bury something and they were carrying their bags clutched like everybody Mm -hmm. else had described them. Mm -hmm. And the way the manager, she called the police and told the police all of this and then when the manager she said that it looked like they're like a bomb that was her thought right but if their the husband was a drug uh-huh. dealer could it have been drugs and how like you didn't really talk about their luggage like after the gas station like where like so did they bury it there's no mention of it there's no mention of it after clutching their bags. So did they have it with the accident and it was just part of their belongings? Did they bury it? Did they hide it somewhere? Don't know, right? So, and then one shitty thing that happened to the family, and this is really weird, right? So the brother, and I'm horrible, I can't remember his name. The brother that was doing the video, they, they're they like five brothers in the family, right? One of their brothers, Paul, lived in the Stock-on-Trent where Glenn lived. And Glenn and Paul were very close, and they would often walk their dogs together, and they would hang out, right? And Paul hadn't seen Glenn like that night. Normally, the walk the dog hadn't heard from him, didn't think much of it. He was going to work the next day. So this would be, I think, on like the 21st. Mm-hmm. And he sees a newspaper that has this murder in blah, blah, blah. And he just like walks by and notices that the house that's in the background looks like his brother's house so he drives over there finds it all cordoned off by the police the police never notified the family somehow the media got it and it got onto the newspaper before the family was notified and they still wouldn't tell him any information said go home we'll come and meet with you they never were free with information they withheld everything the family would find stuff out from the media before the police continuously throughout the whole process which makes you think that are they hiding something or is there or are they just that incompetent is there something shady going on it's really strange because usually that's almost like the first thing that you do in any situation of that manner is just next to kin notification get a victim's advocate on call right yeah you know get somebody ready to deliver this terrible news he was murdered at his house it's not like they didn't know who he was and his brother lived in town it's not like they couldn't have found and and his mom i think too also lived in town most of the time they make a point of no leaks to the media until we notify the next of kin like Maybe it has something to do with the whole motor motorway cops thing being a part of it. Maybe that too. Because... But it's like you would think they'd also try to inventory their bags too, like when they were hit by these or when they, you know, threw themselves at vehicles. Yeah, Obviously, see what me... was in there to just see. It makes me wonder if they didn't have their bags, if they actually did if hide they, them, like buried it, if at... they were able to hide it. Yeah, I wonder if in the initial CCTV before, like uh, footage before Sabina runs out the first time. Before the cops get there, I wonder if there's any way to see if they have their bags with them. Yeah. That. So that was, I don't know, that that's one of the theories is maybe that they were like transporting drugs or that they were running from drug mules. I don't know. I question whether they were dabbling in drugs that kind of led to mm-hmm. this psychosis. But um, some of the other conspiracies, let's see here. I guess... Um, the only other 
conspiracy I saw was the MK Ultra mind control <laughs> conspiracy, <laughs> which I don't know a whole lot about that, to be honest, but maybe, maybe it's like that thing mm-hmm. Hannah was talking about when we did the whole marching band one. Yeah, I mean, maybe there is some sort of like governmental mind control thing. And like one speculation in terms of that was that like if they had been involved in some sort of project like that, that actually like seeing the fluorescent of the police officers like vests and stuff could trigger Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But I didn't understand that really because it started before... Their the odd behavior on site. Their odd behavior started when they snuck out of their home. Right. Yeah. But and then, like in the police station in Liverpool, where like presumably no one would have been wearing like yeah. re- reflective vests inside the building. Did they sneak out of their home or were they sent on a mission by their drug dealing husband? I don't know. I mean, their husband, her husband is rumored to like it's just been living with the kids in the in Ireland and never really commented on it again and was kind of like was there anything going like did they interview him at all like during the absence of your wife while she was in another country doing this stuff you know they did i i'm sure they did and they do comment like briefly in a couple of articles i read that he just like really was like yeah i don't know what's going on like <laughs> you know what That's i mean like just the, sabina this shit's weird i don't know like so i don't know I, I would think that they probably, I mean, they obviously talked to him to have that much, unless somebody's really wildly speculating in their articles, but it obviously wasn't interesting enough for them to write much about it. So I think it was probably like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. My wife just took off. I almost feel like that is the weirdest piece of all of this is just that like, no one is really seeming to care as much as I think they should that this happened. Like the police are not caring. Like... It sounds like maybe the husband wasn't really caring that much. Just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I hope hope you have a nice life. Bye. And like, didn't you say other family members were there? Like their mom? I think that there was other family members there, but I'm not sure. I think the mom was there also. And everybody was just like, No, in the, when they went to visit initially, when Ursula went to Ireland to visit Sabina, I also think there were other family members there besides like the husband. I think there were like the mom might have been there or I don't know for sure. But if it was just the husband and he didn't call the police or anything like that, that's suspicious. Raise a red flag. If his mom was there too and they didn't call the police, that's double suspicious. Raise like three red flags. Like, why wouldn't the so maybe mom? Maybe they knew they were going somewhere yeah. and just didn't expect for them to be. And it be could like be, this. yeah, that like Sabina and Ursula were like, hey, we want to do this sister's trip because we haven't seen each other for so long. But mm-hmm. they also were only at, Sab- Ursula was only at Sabina's house for like less than 24 hours before they left. Maybe it was a planned thing. We're going to meet here and see everybody and then go do our thing. I don't know. But it's just but they all refer to it as they snuck away yeah. in the late night. And That's again, it just me. feels like that should be clarified at this point. This went to trial. But Surely they won't we talk should about know, it. But they won't talk they about won't it. They won't talk about it. Sabina will would not. And now nobody knows where she is. Ursula, I don't think they ever even really question her. They don't really say a whole lot after she went to the hospital. And then she was released. And then she ended up back in the U.S. eventually. She was never charged with anything. She also ran out into the street and caused like she should have at least been charged with. Maybe they figured her being in the hospital because she was in the hospital for like months and months and months and months. It was a long. If her legs were run over, then yeah, yeah, that would be intense. Mm -hmm. So, are you going to share my favorite conspiracy? No, you go. You go ahead and do it. My favorite one is that they are twin 
alien hybrids. (laughs) Yes, that was great. Because obviously they have very odd behavior and also it's a little weird that they actually survived this whole jaunt Mm -hmm. throughout all of the... And then you you had that one um, comment about how someone said that they were like exceptionally strong and it took like five people to wrestle them down. After being hit by a car going really fast and being unconscious for 15 fucking minutes? Yeah, and then you're so unbelievably strong. And I guess uh, or they, they're estimating that the truck that struck Ursula was traveling 55 miles per hour, which surely should have been fatal. And then plus Sabina survived that jump from that 40-foot drop. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just seems like it's crazy. how did they possibly even survive this nonsense? Yeah. So I think they're probably aliens. That, to me, seems like the most logical <laughs> Explanation. You're, you're turning me Slug to Jen. your side, Kelly. I see it. Either that, or they were part of the MK Ultra um, project, but also had some enhancements, like the, the Bionic Captain Man. America the Super, Super Soldier yeah. project. Yeah, the yeah. Super Soldier project. Yep. Yeah. So, so that's my story. I don't really have a whole lot else. I can read to you what the judge said about Sabina's sentence, if you want, because I think I think it's kind of yeah, yeah interesting and fitting. So this is what the judge says. I understand that this sentence will seem entirely inadequate to the relatives of the deceased. However, I have sentenced on the basis that the reason for the killing was the mental illness and therefore the culpability of the defendant is low and therefore the sentence I have passed is designed to protect the public. It is not designed to reflect the grief the relatives have suffered or to measure the value of Mr. Holland's head's life. No sentence that I could pass could do that. It is a sentence which I hope fairly measures a truly tragic event. Sabina was suffering from delusions which she believed to be true, and they dictated her behavior. It is not one of those cases where the defendant could have done something to avoid the onset. I, yeah. I mean, well, the defendant... He doesn't bring up the police's inadequacy. Yeah. That's what the brother brings up in his quote, which I'm going to read now. Right, okay. I appreciate when judges share like that and share their thought process, because otherwise she just gets a light sentence, and everybody's like, what the hell... And him explaining that, whether you agree or disagree, it's a reasonable And I like argument, his line that he's you know? like, no sentence that I could give is going to be comparable to the loss that you had suffered. You know, but I also see the whole like, harsher sentence might make it easier <laughs> you know what i mean well I, I don't really like that he says something about how like it's to protect the public when there is one no acknowledgement of the failure of the system that prevent that did not protect the public and two like after those five years i guess maybe we just don't know like what sort of rehabilitation and and care she had mm-hmm. in there because she's gone and she's disappeared but you know she did, did she have mental health care i read that and yeah. she did I mean, I, I believe she appeared to to regain her senses and become what would be a normal appearing okay. person. Maybe I don't through, know. Like, through the agreement of her parole, it was like, you know, you have mm-hmm. to check in with a therapist or... I mean, you know, that go. would be good if it was that type of That's all speculation, though. We don't know. Yeah, that's... Yeah. It's all, it was also in Britain, right? Yeah. yeah. And I feel like they tend to do a little better than the U.S. does with that kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, so. We, like you said, we haven't heard of her killing anyone else or running out into any more traffic events. So, no. okay. So. I mean, based on all the fictional British crime dramas I watch, that's the feeling that I get. All those documentaries? 
<laughs> well, I think that was a really good story, Salem. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Thank I'm you. very curious as to what was actually going on with those. People. It's just one of those bizarre things that we probably will never will never have like real answers to. And was it straightforward, just a mental break, or what else was going on? It's very weird. George had the theory, but he was wrong. But I had to look it up just to be safe. He's like, I think it's because. Crowley cursed the M6, remember, in Good Omens, when he <laughs> talked about how it's the, the ultimate evil highway, but it's actually the M25. <laughs> that would have been funny. The M6 is a portal to hell. Maybe that's what. Mm. Yeah. It is, is it the on ulti- an ancient Celtic burial ground. It's the ultimate highway to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Yay, story. Yay, Yay good job, Woo! Salem. Time to move on to our happy thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Things that don't suck. Things that don't suck. Yeah. That was very emphatic, guys. I love it. All right. Keep that energy going. Who wants to go first? Do you have one, Derek? Sure. Okay, Derek can go. This was probably said on the last episode. I didn't listen in, but the Avs are in the Stanley Cup finals. That's pretty cool. It wasn't said on the last episode. You know... They have won three more games than I was expecting them to. <laughs> so uh, we're in a good spot. Kelly just Wait, gave you they, fire they won out of three her more eyes. games than you expected them to? I thought we were going to get <laughs> swept. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, our team is way too good for that. Our I know, but it's a Colorado team. And like anytime I put my faith in the Colorado team, like I think. Yeah, your Colorado team that literally won the Super Bowl like five, six, <laughs> yeah. seven years ago. That's and true. I, that was probably the quietest I've ever watched a Broncos game. I was sitting in the basement intently just like. Leaning forward, <laughs> and only until we won did I yell. It was like up until like no good plays, no nothing, just like a fist wag. It's like yes, and then that was about it. <laughs> so. Well, I think you have no faith, and I think I knew that they were going to be competitive, and I predicted that they were going to take the cup. I still think they're going to take the cup. I will knock on all of the wood because I hate, and the reason it wasn't mentioned in the last episode is I hate that when this airs, I it, like. I will know what happened, but I don't know what happened now. Like, I don't <laughs> like this feeling of like saying yeah. things and making like predictions or statements and then having and them not be, knowing what they yeah. are. And, but I do think that the Avs should win this series unless their goaltender can't show up a little bit for him and unless their offense can't just really bring it at Vasilevsky. But anyway, we don't need to get into <laughs> the nuts and bolts. It's happy they're here, it's right? Happy they're That's here. Their, the happy thought. It's happy they're here. Yeah. Good job, Derek. Woo! I talked more in his happy thought than No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the look on your face. I was like, oh, Kelly's coming in. She's coming in. (laughs) No, that's fine. Coming in hot. All right. Well, I can go next if you want. Okay. So uh, Salem, colon, my happy thought is that I have decided I'm going to craft and try to sell stuff. But So I have been planning like what my Etsy store would look like. And I'm starting now. It's not quite July. And I'm starting on my Halloween stuff because I figure that's maybe I can like premiere in Halloween season. I don't expect to make any money, but I craft all the time anyway. And I just do it and then have either stuff that I don't really know what to do with or (laughs) I never finish it because I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? So some of my ideas, and this is just what I want to share, some of my ideas... As I told you guys some last night, but I'm not going to share those because the idea I want to share that I think is really cool is I want to make, <laughs> do you remember the tassels that I made in for the basement where I like did the tassel and then I did like the beaded cap over it. Mm-hmm. 
I want to make them, but I'll get better materials so the tassels flow. They're flowy and silky, right? And I want to do a white cap, beaded cap over the top of the tassel with black beads for eyes and a mouth. Whoa. And they're ghosts. And then I can make garland out of yeah. my tassel beaded ghosts. So <laughs> that sounds cute. That's the kind of shit I'm trying to come up with. And it's fun. Just trying to come up with something creative and unique, but also that fits within a niche well enough that people would like it. And always, of course, something that I would like because I would never sell anything or give anything to anybody that I also didn't like. <laughs> So anyway, that's my happy thought. Fun crafting. Yay. Yay. Who's I like next? crafting. I do too. Um, Jess will go. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just felt silly saying, this is Jess, I'll go. I mean, talking the third person, <laughs> Jess will go. My happy thought is how focused we've been today. Like, we've really been on top of things and it's not six o'clock when we're finishing recording <laughs> so, no this has been a really good day we did get has. an early start it helps that we started really early mm -hmm. yeah. so in reality we'd be an hour later but it would still only be but it would still feel much more focused which is pretty typical four is about when we usually wrap up but it, it has felt really focused and yeah good no it's good i like it i think we're Moving in the right direction. Well, Running efficiently. We, yes. We took longer breaks, too. Like, I didn't feel at lunchtime rushed to, like, eat. We got to get upstairs and do the second one. Like, yeah. No, it's been nice. I agree. Yeah. All right. So my happy thought, I'm not going to steal Derek's happy thought, even though I stole all of his time to talk about <laughs> his happy thought, because um, I'm so anxious about it. But it is a good one. But I guess I'm going to say that I'm going on vacation this week. So that's pretty cool. You're going to a cool place, yeah, too. I'm excited. I'm going to Scotland and Northern Ireland. So that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Say hello to Sabina's family. Yeah. You could find yeah, Sabina's I'll, husband. I'll try and track her down, y'all. I'll yeah. see if she's there anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Right back. Report back. We'll do a, a special episode. Okay. We'll do. I'm just going to ask everyone Have you seen Sabina? <laughs> <laughs> do you know where Sabina's husband is? You. I don't know his name, but my. Maybe Erickson, probably not. <laughs> probably not if both of the sisters' names are both Erickson. Yeah, probably not. I'm just going to ask Sabina. Everyone will know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I, I bet you they probably would. Have you seen Sabina? Her sister Ursula is looking for her. I'm just being dumb now. <laughs> I'm not talking I didn't say it again. I didn't want it recorded. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> stupid. Everything in this room is recorded. But now it's All quiet the time. and muffled, yep. so nobody will understand what I said. <laughs> All right, well, that was very good story, Salem. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I already said it was a good story, but I'll say it again. I know, it that's was. just how I end everything. That's how you always end it. That was a good story. All right, well, if you would like to reach out to us, you can find us at... Um, on Facebook, FFFamilyStoryTime, Twitter, Instagram. You can email us, FFSThePodcast at gmail.com. Um, we do have a website. It is FFSThePodcast.wix.com. Good luck getting it open. If you do, send me an email and let me know it's working. I don't know. I mean, I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody tells me, so I'm just going on faith. So um, it was nice chatting with you all. I think, I think we're done. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Thanks, Later. Derek, for joining Ow. us. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Derek, for joining us. Are you okay, Kelly? <laughs> what the hell? Oh, no.
Are you okay? What happened? Thanks for joining us, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Derek. It was great. I'm sorry if we talked over you. We don't give him much you, chance to talk. Do no, we? that's okay. I enjoy he listening. Talked quite a bit and had really good insights. Okay, good. I just want to. I just talk too much. That's all. <laughs>